The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to an all-new episode. It's me, it's Katie, and I am here today with a special guest. He hasn't been on the podcast in a minute, and I didn't know if he was going to come back on the podcast. I sure had hoped, but I didn't know when or how. But I have on Tom Schwartz, my good dear friend. (laughs) (laughs) We're still figuring out how to address each other in public. Oh, and butter is here too. Back without a vengeance. Right. Well, I, you know what I think? I've never heard you refer to anyone as a good dear friend. And I don't <laughs> well, want to be the first. We're working through this now. Because it's like, well, I don't know if we want to get into this bit already. But it's like when you separate with someone, you still love them. And you're in public. And you introduce them to someone they haven't met before. Well, how do you introduce them? Do you say my ex-wife? It's so aggressive. It's melodramatic. And you don't want to say ex-wife. Friend feels too impersonal. What do you say? I am soon to be ex-wife, but I also think because for 12 years we were together and we were best friends, but also, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, then married. And I think we've eliminated that part of our relationship. <laughs> but I think we're still best friends, right? I mean, I think, well, that might sound a little like unrealistic by socially acceptable standards. People might scoff how about we're just... Who cares? You're maybe. I think you're my good dear friend. <laughs> I don't like good dear friend, though. Why? Tell me about it. What don't you like about it? Expound. I don't know. It just sounds so like... Try? It sounds like we're overcompensating? Yeah. My good dear friend. Good dear friend. <laughs> Help us. Listeners, please. Uh, yeah. What, what do you call? What do you... People who have been... People who are still friends with their ex... Wife's, husband's, whatever. What do you refer to them as? Is friend too informal and too just... Belittling? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I like best friends. Because we were best friends. Yeah. Well, we are best friends. Well, so, yeah. We still, See? Yeah. We still, we, I mean, we still hang out. Not in, not in an unhealthy, exorbitant way, you know, but we give each other space, boundaries. Mm-hmm. We're still buddies. <laughs> we still check in on each other. We still got these two heathens we have to take care of. That are barking and really going to mess sorry. up this entire podcast. I know. Because to... we, we hung out the other day and you posted on your story and then I reposted it. And I think people were a little confused by that. But I don't know why. Because, yeah, we do have the dogs. We do see each other. But we were family for, you know, many, many, many years. Yeah. And that's been a priority to us, I think, throughout this entire process to maintain, Yeah. you know, yeah, and we, we, we still respect each other's boundaries. The lines aren't blurred. And yeah, we got we still got a good little unit here. Yeah. Let's keep it let's keep it up. <laughs> let's keep it chipper. Oh my god. Big week for us. It is a big week for us. So Tom and I are closing on our house this week, which is a little I don't know. I it's almost like, thank God, finally, because it's been such a process because obviously we had some repairs that we were having done on our house that took 
what seemed like forever. And yeah. it was so frustrating and so annoying. And then obviously trying to get it, you know, on the market. And that was a stressful time. Selling a house is, I don't know what is more stressful, buying a house or trying to sell a house, truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's turning from a seller's market to a buyer's market, but interest rates are way up. And I don't know, every time I check my automatic emails from all my real estate agent friends, price drop, price drop. I don't know. The, I don't know if the market's turning. Overall, it'll always be a solid market in Los Angeles. But yeah, I'm a little traumatized from this whole process. Just buying a house, it's getting more and more unrealistic for anyone who lives in Los Angeles. The base price, the entry level price for a house in the Valley right now is at least $900,000 or more. Yeah, for, for like a, little, a two bedroom. For a little 1,200 square foot shack. Yeah. I'm talking a million bucks. Yeah. And it's just only going to, it's just still going up. I mean. Well, I'm, I'm just talking from our own personal experience of like, you know, when, when we bought our house, it can be stressful because you, you're trying to get approved for loans and then you're trying to get your offer in and you're hoping it gets accepted and you're excited. And it's just, it's a totally different feeling that you have going into it all. And then when you're selling a house, it's an entire different bucket of feelings because whether you want to sell your home or don't want to sell your home, it's, it's a sad time, I think. And then when you have people coming in and saying what they like and don't like about the house, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. What, what does that mean? It's hard not to take it personal. I know. You know what I mean? Although we got mostly very positive feedback, just cons constructive criticism. Our house is objectively beautiful and it's a great lot. We have amazing neighbors, great location. It just, you know, in hindsight, as I reflect on our stay there, maybe it was a little too much house for us. Well, that's, that's it wouldn't my... have been too much house if we were going to grow into it the way we were I guess in, to. I guess from a budget budget standpoint, it was a lot of house. Maybe we skipped the starter home and went right to like our dream home, which is cool. But yeah, yeah, I was financially traumatized for a while, but it turned out to be a solid investment. When are you not financially traumatized, by the way? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't have a great relationship with money, but um, we bought it at a good time. And yeah, overall, I mean, I, I learned a lot. I feel like it helped me grow as a person. I'm going to miss being king of the castles. I think what you, about yeah, what it's what like just sitting in my... What are you going to miss most about the house? Well, what am I going to miss most about the house? I'm going to miss pulling into the driveway, walking in, greeting the dogs, and saying, hey, bub, and then just being the king of my castle and doing whatever the hell I want, playing music as loud as I want. I don't have to be worried about neighbors. Oh, my God, neighbors. I'm back <laughs> in an apartment complex, which... Everyone's lovely, by the way, but it's like I'm tiptoeing around on my floor. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, it's hard not to be bitter. I got to be honest, you know, because even though I finally, I don't need much. I'm low maintenance. I can live in a small little apartment. It's just living in a small little apartment that you have to pay $3,500 a month for. It's hard not to be salty. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's smaller than my apartment in college in the preserves in Tallahassee of Florida State, which was $600 a month. Well, we had three roommates, but still, that means it was $1,800 a month, you know? <laughs> and it was bigger, significantly bigger than the apartment I live in. I know it's in Tallahassee and we live in California, but still, it's, yeah, it's incredibly, I know, I know. And, and, and like, by the way, like West Hollywood, it's even worse now. Like entry-level prices in West Hollywood are like, start at $3,500, four grand a month. Anyways... Like this is to get, this is, I'm this spiraling. Is, 
Yeah, you're you're just throwing out numbers all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, cool. it's 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 frustrating, but I'm I miss it. I miss pulling into our driveway. I miss chilling in the backyard with the boys. Yeah, um, the hot tub. Yeah, yeah I miss the pool and the hot tub. I missed hosting people there and having people come and stay with the ho- okay. To get back to your question, the thing I'm going to miss more than anything, actually, is the holidays. Having a home for the holidays is something so romantic and fun and cozy. Mm-hmm. Higgy, Huga? Huga. There's something Huga, that's H-Y-Y-G-E. I think it's a yeah. Danish term. It means like cozy comfort. Yeah. And just warm and fuzzy and fireplace and the weather outside is frightful. Yeah. I'm going to miss the holidays the most. That's what I'm going to miss the most, I think, is like Christmas and decorating the whole house and having the Christmas tree and like wrapping the garland around the banister. I I have just so many decorations that now I'm like, great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. There's there's a sense of pride that comes with being a homeowner Mm -hmm. and it's a shit ton of responsibility and, you know upkeep, maintenance, wear and tear, you know, there's always something going wrong. Even with a borderline brand new house, you're always going to have maintenance issues. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, is that our house was, it was built in like 2016 and there wasn't any issues until we found out that there was an issue with the balcony. Yeah. Because we don't get, we don't get a lot of rain in California. So sometimes you don't know if there's any kind of like issue like structurally or with weatherproofing until we get rain. Yeah. Anyways, well, Yeah. I can say we can we left that house better than we got it and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah that place is it's like it's perfect now. So yeah. it makes somebody else very very happy. Is there anything that you're not going to miss? <sighs> oh, that's a good question. I'm not going to miss that mortgage payment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was just suffocating. You know, but I will say what I liked about Buying a house that was outside of our budget, it lit a fire under my ass and it motivated me because I had no other choice, you know, sink or swim. It's not for the faint of heart, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to miss that mortgage payment. I, man, I loved all of our neighbors. I can't think of really any negative things, just the mortgage payment. Yeah. I'm not going to miss our property taxes. <laughs> you hated that. Which is more than most people pay in rent, I imagine, throughout a year. Yeah. It's... I can't even throw the number out there. Hmm. I wake up in cold sweats thinking about our property taxes. That's it. The mortgage and the property taxes. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a lot of house to like clean yeah. and upkeep. Yeah. And there was a lot of toilets that you had to like walk around and flush constantly mm-hmm. and like make sure that, you know, mirrors and dusting. And there was also like, we had like a lot of like, I don't, what do they call it? Like around like the walls. like Wainscotting. Wainscotting and all yeah, that. That, had- that dust would just stick too yeah yeah baseboards and all those kind of things and you know so that is i hope hope this house doesn't become our al bundy story you know we used to live in this big beautiful house (laughs) in the valley don't say that oh my god you're gonna be eating bonbons on the couch when i have my hands (laughs) in my pants talking about the glory days of being a homeowner and having a hot tub and a balcony with views of the mountains to we the north. We didn't fail. It's just the thing is, is like yeah, we didn't fail. The when it came down to it, it's like I, you know, of course I was like I don't want to sell, but it's for one of us to take on that house, the financial burden would have been way too great. There's that we would have had that, to. We would have also... had to get roommates to to afford that place. We would have had to buy one of the other one out, which it would have been That's where hundreds gets, of thousands of dollars. Like yeah. just no, I mean it just it wasn't feasible. It just didn't make any sense, and it just was too much house for two people. It's too much house for one person to try to like maintain and upkeep. It just made s- sense in so many different ways to sell the house. So it's not like 
oh, our glory days are over. It just, you know, know, like it didn't make any sense. And also, like, <laughs> I, even even if the even if the financials did make sense, I don't want to start a new life in there with someone else no. in a place where we used to have our life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, you know, it's it's a the cliche goes, it's bittersweet. This week's a bittersweet week. All right, we're gonna take a short break because I want to talk about some fashion. So I have been ranting and raving about Steve Madden for years since I was young because I've loved Steve Madden for so long and I've always gotten so many compliments on my shoes. I swear I always get asked, where are your shoes from? Because they were so damn cute. And I have these one particular rhinestone mules that I wear and I get stopped in the street and asked where they're from. I have two pairs because I wear them so often that I want to always keep them looking nice. So I have to, you know, alternate, but I love them so much. And I'm so excited because Steve Madden has a full line of apparel now available on stevemadden.com. And I'm telling you, it is cute. Real, real, real cute. I'm particularly into sleep dresses right now. I like to use them as like layering pieces or standalone pieces, but I like to wear them with like a cute, like knit over them. There's this one dress. It's called the Vera dress. It's a slip dress. It comes in like a black or a citron dress. It's kind of like a chartreuse color, I guess you'd say, but it's $69 and it's so cute. And I also want to keep, I want to wear it with their just right vegan leather jacket and maybe some like a booty. I think they'd be so cute for fall, right? If you've been a fan of Steve Madden like I have, you know that they just do all their shoes so right. They're so cute. And now you can look extra pull together and so on trend and so on fashion. Everything is under $140. There's so many cute pieces to mix and match because fall is all about layering. And I love to pull a look together by layering some stuff. They have really cute bombers. They've got some flannels that you can play around with. They have these really cute cargo pants. Cargo pants are totally in right now, right? I feel like everything is everything that's old is new again. Everything I wore when I was a you know teenager, and I don't know if I'm trying to reclaim my youth, but I'm into it. And I think you are going to love everything. Like I said, everything is available on stevemadden.com. So many cute options. Definitely want to check it out. And when you do, use code LOVEME20 at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. Visit www.stevemadden.com. Use code LOVEME20 for 20% off your next purchase. Promo code excludes pre-order items. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, beautiful people. My name is Elisa Reynolds, and I'm the executive chef and founder of My Two Cents LA and host of My Last Meal, a new podcast that asks people from all walks of life, whether it's musicians, celebrities, artists, chefs, scientists, Renaissance men and women, what their last meal on earth would be and why. So don't forget to tune in on Fridays. You can find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts, so why not? I mean, how have you felt like going back into the house? Because, I mean, it was definitely when we were moving out, like really like gut-wrenching and, and strange. And But once I saw it like empty, it was so weird and hollow because we never saw the house empty because we bought it and it was... It wasn't staged. The house had been, you know, professionally decorated by previous owners and kind of served as like a rental property. And so when they sold it, they sold everything that was in it. But so we never saw it as like an empty home. No, it felt very warm and lived in it in the best possible way. And um, yeah. it felt it was well curated. 
I mean, our book collection is insane now. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was definitely. So it wasn't like a stage home. It, it had been like that for like a year, I think, or two. So, yeah, and it was with like really like nice stuff. And I mean, full kitchen of things. Like we did, we just basically needed our toothbrushes to move we, into the house. We tried to fit this grand, beautiful home into these tiny little apartments. And it, <laughs> yeah, I had to get a storage unit. But, but uh, anyways, mm-hmm. you know, life goes on. I know. And we're doing okay. We're doing okay. But, you know, part. I mean, this week has been hard, like, kind of going in there because I know that, like, all right, so is this the last time I'm ever going to walk into this house? It's either, like, I don't ever want to walk in there or I want to be able to walk in there hundreds of more times, you know? Yeah. I feel detached from it now, now that it's empty. It's still, I know. It's, it's like still... I do feel detached, but also it's kind of like now that I know that it's, like, official almost in a couple of days, it's, like, officially just, like, not going to be ours anymore. It's like I'm kind of having, like, a yeah. bit of a moment of like I know I'm panic. still a little protective of it one of my favorite things is taking our route home down Moore Park and then coming up north there mm-hmm. and sometimes I still do that and I'll drive by in a loving way not in like a sad bitter what have I done it's all over way you know yeah. although I did have that phase for like three four months but yeah I think I'm for the most part at peace yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's also a little ominous with timing too because we close the day after our anniversary which would would be <laughs> or is our sixth wedding anniversary which i mean it feels which anniversary from which wedding first or the second the, the, our actual oh, wedding I'm just kidding. i mean I'm just okay kidding. yes we, we wasn't didn't become technically legal till 2019 but our actual wedding which the one that i count i mean i feel i feel like i would be remiss to not acknowledge our anniversary this year because you know we are still technically married until later this year it's like the i feel like the last time we could actually acknowledge it yeah i don't know if it's like wrong to i don't know i don't i don't think there's any rules i think we can decide however we want to i think moving forward uh since we're still close and tight we should just go and like you know get drunk and have a delicious dinner on our anniversary we can invite friends and stuff too i don't know i mean i think maybe like this year we could do that but I don't know if like. Well, once we're in, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Let's I think, just take it. I think until we figure, like, but until like we're divorced. But I think you know, at least while we're until our divorce is final. Okay. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Is that healthy? You guys, what do you think? I don't. I'm curious I don't to know care what, what anyone think. else thinks. Well, I, I think do. if we want to, we can. I don't know. I'd like to get some input on it. I feel like it's the last one before our divorce is final. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! <sighs> so Who would have thunk? This time six years ago, we were getting ready for our rehearsal dinner. On this day. On this day at the 20 Mile House. Oh my God. What do you think about that? Oh, best wedding ever. Yeah. My favorite wedding, objectively. I've been to <laughs> a lot of it them. It should be your favorite wedding. Well, yeah. Man, it was magical. I might go back and watch the episode. Not drunk, you, though. Then I'll be a You've sad never seen the, the our wedding episode. I've seen like 40% of it. No, you haven't. Well, like we've talked about so many times, I, I like the way it's preserved perfectly in my mind and I don't want to tarnish it. Even though everyone, who, when I say that to people like, no, Bravo, our evolution, they absolutely crushed it. They captured every magical moment, mm-hmm. but it can just never live up to my, my memory of it, you know? Well, I mean, obviously, because there's more than just what's in the episode. It was a, an entire two yeah. days yeah. so uh, clearly but you know it's still they really did an amazing job 
if we weren't both so busy, not to sound like a douche, I know everyone's busy. I'd love to go up there to like Gregel and just hop in that little stream one last time with you. <laughs> and roll around. Yeah. Take a horse bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember everyone thought it was horror. Like some people have never heard the term horse bath. Like, oh, I thought, I thought it, it was a horse bath. Oh, that was you who thought it was horse I bath. I know. I was like, well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Justified it in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Well, we have we'll all on, of the photos on. in some boxes. Like That's the thing is we don't know what we do with... We have 12 years of photos and memories and wedding albums and wedding photos and photos in general that like... <laughs> it feels callous to just throw them away. Yeah. I mean, if we hated each other, it'd almost be easier. I know, but I don't want to hate you. <laughs> yeah. But it's Yet. and it's also one thing I know like when there's couples who get divorced and they they'll be like, Oh, we'll save them for the kids. But like we don't have like kids. Well we'll save them for the dogs when they're older. <laughs> the boys Better. will appreciate them someday. And Gordo, these are for you. <laughs> Make them a little puppy palace full of our old pictures. Mm. Well, I'm grateful we're selling the house and the buyer is incredible. I'm happy that she loves the house. She loves the house. I mean, there's not much to not love about it. I freaking love that house. I could have spent the rest of my life there and been happy. Well, uh, that was the plan. <laughs> okay, let's not get too somber. After this, I'm going to get a tiny little shack, a little bungalow. I don't know if there's any fixers uppers left in Los Angeles. There's not. There's like three. You're acting like this is like it for the rest of time. Like there's, it's not, it doesn't ebb and flow and peaks and valleys. And I'm all feeling that. a little like, bleak right now. I know, but Tom, you know what? Right now it can be a temporary situation. You don't have to stay in your quote unquote tiny apartment, which it's not. I think your apartment is beautiful. Mm. You just got to like make it your own. Yeah. But you don't have to stay there forever. You could stay there for a year, two years yeah. or whatever, and then figure it out from there. Yeah. By the way, you know, I'm super grateful to have a roof over my head, you know? I, I do like my apartment. It's just hard to go from what we had to that. Well, obviously. I know, but, like, it's yeah, trying to compare what we had to this, you know, to where we're at now. You can't. You just have to embrace. No, I'm staying stoic. Like, 80% of the time. 20% of the time, I'm yeah. a mess. I miss our big, big, huge like, bedroom with the fireplace that I would get all cozy at, you know? But, like... Standalone bathtub? Oh, my God. I know. I Trust me. I miss all that, but it's just like, you know, I'm hopeful that one day I can have that again. Yeah. It's something to aspire to. And I still have a bathtub, two of them. Well, I mean, they're not fabulous, but they get the job done. There you go. I don't need much in life. It's just hard to go backwards when you had something, you know, full of so much joy and happiness. But do you understand that there's also like... So much possibility on the horizon. Of course. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I'm more optimistic than I've ever been in my life. Well, I don't know about that. I won't say I'm happier than I've ever been, but I'm very optimistic and uh, yeah, grateful. Do you feel like you're kind of embracing the unknown? Yeah. I feel like I'm... Finally. It took f six months, maybe till this moment, actually. But it, it wasn't easy to get to where I'm at now, but uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're, we're filming season 10. You're it's leaning, you're leaning awesome. into living alone. Cause you have you ever lived alone? No, I've always had roommates. Really? Yeah, and I've always had. I've never had a bad roommate ever. I've never had a bad relationship. Yeah. I've been very, very, very fortunate with the people I've met in life: friends, family, roommates. But I think business I partners. think living alone would be good for you. I don't want to. I don't want to 
point this out. You think, you know, point but, it out. But you are of a certain age that, you know, you should probably <laughs> live alone. I know. I'm not, co- I'm not codependent. Having well, a roommate might just, you know, as much as, as much as you would like having someone be around. Yeah. I think living alone would be good for you. I have friends periodically come stay with me, which is really nice, but it's just, you know, they come in for a few days, maybe a week, maybe a night. And so yeah, you're making it sound like, oh, not like, lo- not, not, par- not secret lovers, but no, like my friends will pop in, stay for a night. I, maybe. I know what you're saying, but like yeah. everyone that, yeah, some, I think some ears just perked up. But if there's anybody out there who wants to come crash with me for a few nights, <laughs> not that I need it. You're running a bed and breakfast. <laughs> oh my God. Should I Airbnb my other little room no, there? Please don't. Tom. Oh you're my God. Get murdered or something. I th- Listen. You will literally get murdered. Please okay. don't do that. Okay. I don't want to get murdered. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to marinate on that for a little bit. I might Airbnb my other room. No, don't. I said don't do it. Okay. Well. You don't, Tom. Come on. I don't know. You got me excited about you, the idea of being I, murdered. I, oh God. I'm just kidding. I've been listening to too many crime. It's so dark. <laughs> I've been listening I thought, to I thought you were going to say crime, I got you excited about the idea of just living alone, embracing your, you know. I'm perfectly capable of living on my own. You, I, you, you don't believe that. <laughs> no, I do. I'm not. By the way, have I ever been codependent in our relationship? No. No, I mean, no, I just, but like, but you're acting like it now, saying you need a. I don't have, need. Okay. Want. That you've had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry, this is getting boring. No, it's not. Okay. Well, we, we can wrap it up. I well, told you we wouldn't we wouldn't make this too long. Yeah, I guess long story short, it's bittersweet. I bet you a lot of our the listeners have been there. You know? Mm-hmm. Every, I think so. Everyone's experienced this on some scale. Yeah, we're working through it. And I think we've done a pretty damn good job. I mean, it's not always pretty. We've had good days and bad days and Well, like I said last night, we did Break up for a reason. So <laughs> it's not like it's always walk through the park. We definitely still sometimes. Let's do a top 10 right? list. You do top 10 reasons you broke up with me. I'll do top no. 10 reasons. I'm glad it's over. No, no, I'm not. I'm kidding. I mean, God. I could, no. What? Oh my God. I could not do that. You don't listen. Save it for the next podcast. You, you don't listen. You take, easy, you, easy, you easy. have everyone else's back besides so kidding. Oh God. Oh my God. That just was very uh, triggering. Uh, <laughs> no. Anyways, I'm happy that we're still close. And, uh, Me too. I mean, I'm chilling in here, cuddling with the doggies, hanging with you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think, relatively speaking, we've done a pretty damn good job of divorcing each other. <laughs> I know it's gotten ugly a few moments. It hasn't gone, but but I mean, divorce, no matter what, no matter how positive or amicable or peaceful or loving it is, it still is a mind fuck. The whole process of like doing the paperwork, it's so clear. Like, was it clerical? Is the word? Yeah transactional so clinical like clerical clinical yeah yeah those are all it's just like business all all of a sudden you know this like profound deep love arguably the most important thing in the meaning of life to love someone to maybe start a family or some people would balk at that you know we had this beautiful thing and then all of a sudden it's just been reduced to like a piece of paper that we sign and then it's just over yeah i was thinking (laughs) because when you are getting married you know, you meet someone, you fall in love, and then you get engaged, and there's a ring, and you're like, oh, my God, this is my fiancé, and then you're planning a wedding. It's also whimsical and beautiful. You pick out a dress. You're picking out a location. You're thinking of just, like, what all the romantic, beautiful things that can come along with it, and you write your vows filled with all these, like, beautiful words, and it's just it's just so much fun and, yeah, a little bit of stress, but 
all of that. And then divorce is just like, so how much money you got? How much money you got? What, <laughs> you know, what do you pay for your insurance? What do you, do you want money from this person every month? And it's just What's like. What's up with that outstanding debt from back in the day? Like, oh. Yeah, I and it's just like, it's, it is like, it could not be a more polar opposite of what it's like. The least romantic thing you could possibly imagine. Yeah. I don't know how people do this for a living. I commend divorce lawyers, mediators. It is yeah. so sobering. <laughs> and just to have to bear witness to like, oh, can you imagine on a weekly, a daily basis having to bear witness to like just love that's died, that's, you know, yeah, sort of dissipated and ugh, dissipated. No one gets married being like, I can't wait to do that. <laughs> get the prenups. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely yeah. get a prenup. But like also like, again, it's just like no one gets married being like, I can't wait to, to go through all that paperwork. Hey, anybody out there who's listening and like, hey, you know what? We don't need a prenup. It's like, you know, it's like we just know we're going to spend the rest well, of our lives together. We had a prenup, together. but it actually never like really was fully instated because at the end of the mm. day, the, the lawyer's like, you guys don't have like any real assets. <laughs> <laughs> because back then we did like we didn't have like a ton of like real debt or a ton of like yeah. we didn't own property. We didn't own anything together. But so I think we just also just had the mindset of like, OK, well, if that ever happens, we'll we know what to do. We we've, did it for the dogs. We've talked about it. Although when we got our prenup, you were like, I'll take Butters and you take Gordo. No way. Well, we, we share joint custody. I know, but we did agree upon that. But now when it actually came down to it, we couldn't separate them, I no. guess. So, but. Even though they hate each other But sometimes. everything else, but everything else we talked about still, we're not trying to be dicks to one another. There's still time. You look like a cartoon character right now. Not in a bad way, but like your hair is coming up. You have the backwards hat on right now and your bangs are coming out the front. I don't know what cartoon character I'm talking about, but like, you know, like like one of those like kids that he has, has his bangs coming out the little loop of his hat. <laughs> you want to take a picture and use it as the thumbnail for the podcast? I'll have to post it. There's a lot of light behind you, but... Well, um, funny. this has okay. been um, somewhat therapeutic. It's somewhat sad, somewhat happy. I just feel like I've shared a lot of my feelings about like the house and living alone and my apartment or whatever and I, I'm sure some everyone would have loved to hear your thoughts I shared feelings I, bittersweet but I mean I'm on this podcast I've been sharing mine oh yeah so I've, oh. I wanted you to be able to share yours if yeah. you were willing and here you are so thank you for yeah for coming on and and being open thanks and for listening guys I miss everybody come visit me at Tom Tom shorts and sandies will be open soon believe it yeah. or not it'll actually be open soon lots of good things on the horizon any plugs Buy my whiskey, tomsgoodlovin.com. Yeah. It's actually delicious. It's delicious. Oh, I'm coming out of my little depressive state here. And uh Yeah. 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 I think yeah. I'm gonna go write a poem. Yeah, a little haiku. Yeah, a little haiku about love and love lost and new beginnings. Yeah. Which are cliche stuff. Maybe I'll just go to the grocery store and get like a little Hallmark card. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any rage texts that you want to share for the day? You know, when we were living together, I had made a list. Oh, let me see. Really? Oh, really? Not about you, obviously. Oh, are yeah. you sure? <laughs> okay, I got one. Yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah. Okay, people, there's like this thing people like to complain there's like memes about beef jerky the price of beef jerky is just too damn high <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> then you can't get beef jerky you don't get it they had to slaughter and kill a sentient being 
You know how hard it is and how long it takes to, to kill and slaughter a whole cow? You know mm. what I mean? You get your ass out there. You season it. You dry it. You butcher it. You lazy asshole. Stop bitching about the price of beef jerky. Go get another job. <laughs> you I've don't never... get beef jerky then. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I've never once questioned the price of beef jerky. It's To me, it's always just been like a, a pricier snack. Yeah. You've killed, you've taken the life of a, like a, a beautiful living creature. I'm not vegan, but like I can still have a great appreciation for life. Get your ass out there, slaughter the cow, dry it, yeah, season it. Anyways, uh, that felt good actually. Good. You yeah. tell him. Wow, I need a cigarette. <laughs> Maybe some beef jerky. And some beef jerky. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the podcast. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah, come hang with me at Tom Tom, guys. Okay. One shots th- on me. Maybe. Half shots. Oh, God. I'm trying to shed that <laughs> image. All right. Well, until next time, everyone, be kind to yourselves. I love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. Follow along on social at Music Kills Kate and tune in next week for an all new episode. 